Good morning, good afternoon or evening, I don't know why I started like that, but welcome to a brand new episode of the Bloody Brilliant Podcast. I am Jamie and as always joined by Emma. How in the bloody hell are you today? (laughs) I am good, thank you. How are you, Jamie? Yeah, I know we mentioned just before the pod that I was feeling a little bit ill, but I think we're doing okay now. We're, we're talking about horror, so it's it's going to be all good. And we are talking about a most quite recent horror film, the most recent one that we've talked about so far. You finally watched it. We are going to talk today about Freaky. That's right, look at it down there. If you can see, there's a little poster for Freaky. Um <laughs> Obviously, the last film that I chose was Happy Death Day, um, and now I've chosen Freaky. Obviously, if you see there, Christopher Landon, the same director as well. So, I mean, he does some good work, doesn't he? So, we will go into it a little bit further, but did you at least enjoy it more than Happy Death Day? Yes, I did. I did enjoy it a lot more than Happy Death Day. Good, good. I I think the thing... With Happy Death Day is that it was so. The thing is, I didn't, I didn't hate that, that Happy Death Day. I didn't hate it. Stylistically, in like story-wise, it was good. I just, it's the whole Groundhog Day thing isn't really my cup of tea, and also it was so massively hyped that it just put me right off it. But I, I, I get like, I like, I haven't watched Bird Box because it got massively hyped and then just kind of disappeared. So I was like, well, it can't have been that good because it just got hyped and didn't come to anything. So. I mean, I still haven't watched Bird Box either. It's on my Halloween, like, poster box thing that I need to do, so. So eventually. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it on an episode one day, who knows. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> no, don't, don't, please. <laughs> no, don't, because you're forcing me to watch it, so I don't I don't want to do it if you do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's not going to be one I pick, so we're okay. <laughs> but this is the one that I picked... Like I said, Freaky, uh, starring Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton. It's a nice little play on the classic Freaky Friday, where a mass serial killer has a special kind of knife, and he stabs his victim, Catherine Newton, and they wake up the next day and change bodies. I mean, that's basically a nice plot for you, isn't it? So, yeah. shall we dive into it? Yeah. Uh, I would say not to be confused with... Um... The uh, Lindsay Lohan Freaky Friday. It's not. It, it's it's a similar vein, bit more gory than uh, than that yeah, one. Yeah, if you're on <laughs> Disney Plus, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna go watch Freaky Friday after this uh, episode. I really enjoyed it, and then you start watching that on Disney Plus with Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis. You'd be like, oh god. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is a screen queen, but she is completely different film. Yeah, and um, also. Cliff note, I was going to say is that there will be spoilers ahead from this point on. Obviously, this is quite a uh, relatively new film, so we do apologise, but this is your warning. There will be spoilers ahead. Yeah, so if you haven't watched it, pause the video, pause the podcast, pause it right now, and go and watch the film. You can rent it on Amazon, you can rent it on Sky, you can rent it anywhere. It is still showing in some cinemas as well. If you are lucky enough to have it there, and I know it is scheduled to be out on DVD in the next two months. So if you don't want to rent it, you can always buy it soon. And come back to this episode and listen to our review then. Or if you don't care about spoilers, just continue. 
So, freaky. I just want to go straight into it because I was quite excited for you to watch this film. I just want to know, like, you said you enjoyed it. So, I know we usually do it towards the end where we give it a review, but did you like the film? I did. I did like the film. Um, I watched it with Ed and um, it was like, a, we watched it over a weekend where we watched like a couple of films. Um, and, um, oh God, I can't remember what the Oh, we watched The Suicide Squad as well the same weekend. Um, so we had a very up-to-date cinema weekend. Um, but I, I, re- I really liked it. Um, I thought, I'm, I'm a massive like Vince Vaughn fan anyway. I think he's like, the best thing since sliced bread um so i i yeah i really i really really liked it um i think also it kind of like connected into our um our previous episode about um tropes um although it was quite a you know a standard trope um, there was quite a few standard tropes actually um in characters wise it, it wasn't boring it wasn't like like i didn't feel like oh god this again i actually really enjoyed it but yeah what, what what makes you enjoy it so much? Why were you so excited for me to watch it? I just think it's a fun film. I think it's one of those films. I always rate a film on watchability. And if I want to watch a film again, I know it's going to be good. And I really enjoyed the film when I first watched it and I wanted to watch it again. And it was a perfect opportunity to watch it again with this podcast. I think Catherine Newton is, was great in the film, especially playing, shall we say, both roles of herself and possessed herself i don't know how you want to call mm. it but vince vaughn was phenomenal playing Catherine newton in vince vaughn's body he played the role of a teenage girl amazingly i think it was great <laughs> and you don't expect it but some of the deaths were absolutely brutal it, it was amazing yeah like, some of the deaths were great yeah but this is the thing like i i uh it was quite quick pace um, but where it, it, it lingered in the areas that mattered, so for character development and the kills, two, two most important places, really. Um, but no, there was some like absolutely like gnarly kills and, and really inventive, some stuff that we haven't really, either we haven't seen in a long time or stuff that we haven't seen recently in these kinds of films. Um, the one that kind of springs to mind is the, um, uh, I think it's like a, like a muscle freeze. Um, like capsules but um the the hyper chamber yeah the like popular girl the popular bitchy girl in it she she ends up in there um which you think that's it for the kill and then there's just that added thing of she ends up falling over and like shattering into pieces (laughs) which it just gives it a bit more like a fantastical like thing to it like i don't know if that would actually happen if you frozen to like shatter into loads of pieces but i would like to think that's how it would happen if you fell over and you were like icicles like that i mean what would happen i think maybe the the ice would probably just crack or something yeah hmm. don't know let's try it one day we'll see what happens <laughs> like brainiac <laughs> man frozen in black today. pool well let's this podcast we know who done it there you go <laughs> <laughs> you say brainiac <laughs> Oh, do, oh, that's yeah. TV show on Sky One early on in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. What a weird show. That's that like was. something they would test. It was always that, followed by Malcolm in the Middle on Sky One. Oh, Malcolm Middle. <laughs> oh, what great. Oh, great. We we don't get TV like that nowadays. Anyway, sidetracked off of that. But, um, yes, let's talk about Freaky. Yes, 
freaky. I am. Um, I think it's it was. I would have liked to have seen how it had done in the cinema if it had come out properly when and you know obviously the pandemic hadn't happened and people could actually go to see it in the cinema because I think it really would have done massively well compared to obviously being online. Um, because I saw obviously the trailer for this like a long time before it came out and it was something that I was instantly interested in. Um, it is definitely something that I would have like um liked to have seen like when it came out properly. But I think because it came out so late, um, after like the sort of hype had kind of come down about it, um, it would kind of be for the people, you know, like you know, like ourselves who are really into horror and we kind of keep up to the well, you more so than I, um, up to date of like what's coming out. Um, that would go and see it in the actual cinema. But I mean, renting from home is just so, so attractive nowadays as well. Like just being able to just pay what no. you would have paid to go see it in the cinema and then it's in the comfort of your own home. No, I think um, well, it's fifteen ninety nine to rent the film um, here in the UK or on the Sky Cinema or Amazon or wherever um, you do it. However, I've got like a limitless ticket. I've got a limitless card, so it's only twelve ninety nine a month. I can go see as much stuff as I want. So mm. and usually Odeon, depending on when you go, they used to do five pound tickets. So for two people, you think, oh, that's ten pounds a ticket, but obviously then you have to travel there and and go watch the film. So maybe but then if you've got a, i know it doesn't imply to freaky but say disney plus and raya and black widow you've got a family of four that want to go watch this film you're paying anything between five and seven pounds for a ticket that can equate to a maximum of 28 pounds to a minimum of mm. 20 pounds you're paying 20 to 30 pounds for tickets or you can rent it at home order a domino's or whatever you want to order and then just enjoy it in the comfort of your own home like you said for 15.99 so i think it's definitely maybe the future for cinema hopefully you certain stuff you have to go watch in the cinema like you can't just not like could you imagine like avengers endgame got a, like got a home cinema release and didn't actually get released in the cinema and it just wouldn't make any sense it's not for every film but for smaller films like this film had a budget of six million it did do okay in the box office it only got 15.9 so just over mm. doubling what it was but like you said, it was so hindered in the middle of the pandemic in the US. It was supposed to come out uh, in November, which it did. And then two to three weeks later, it was released on demand in the US. So people could watch it at home and rent it at home that way. It was one of the first big films to get that first at-home release. I think there was mm. like, originally there was like Invisible Woman, Emma and another film that had all of them they were the first big ones and then freak was another one but here in the uk it wasn't released until july this year yeah so, like you said waiting eight months for that film from november when it was first initially going to come out which it did in the us to july but it lived up to the expectation it did it did indeed i think it is it is definitely one of those ones where um i think again we did this sort of thing with um with happy death day it's definitely one of those ones that will bring in a newer audience to sort of to 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 horror i think the characters are played at such an i mean they're they're, they're roughly the age that they should be like in the actual film um so you know we're not getting these who these actors who are clearly much older than what they should be playing high schoolers and are trying to be relatable to the, today's youth 
um we actually have like a group of friends that probably would be i mean yeah they're a little bit over the top because that's how films are anyway for especially teenagers um but i think there is that sort of that that connection of some sort of actual real showing of what it of these like you know teenagers the way they talk the way they they're on the phones and they use like social media and things like that um so yeah i think it, it definitely is one of those ones to open up into um more audiences it's nice to see vince vaughn doing something a bit spooky as well i quite like that i think he, he yeah. is, he's quite good at being quite menacing well unless you want to include psycho from 1997 but i haven't seen it but it was on my netflix box list. I, I don't know if it's still on there don't do it. But like I said, that Vaughn's great, so... Yeah, I mean, Vince Vaughn, it was, it was a bit of a weird... He always started out, he started out as more of like a, a serious actor. Uh, mm. He did a little bit of comedy. He did Swingers with John Favreau. He did some serious stuff, and all of a sudden he just came into mainstream, Wedding Crashers, Old School, like all of those classic 2000 comedy movies that he released. And again, like I said, he kind of gets typecasted as this massive comedy character larger than life and then it was a nice change of pace to come and do a serial and i mean there was a lot of especially in that opening scene you reminiscing jason like mm. obviously he was wearing that mask he walked like jason some of the kills he was doing you would expect to see in a friday the 13th movie and i guess it was a nice change of pace for him yeah and i think as well um we we well when we sit and watch films me and ed we're always sat there like trying to guess what's happening in the scene like oh this is gonna happen next next absolutely especially from home obviously not in the cinema we wouldn't do that and um, we're not those types of people to talk in the cinema um but um instantly from the beginning we assumed that they were just uh, we were trying we assumed we were seeing the creation of um i forget what it's called the area it's some the blissfield butcher yeah. I think they they call they call him in it. Um, we thought it was like him younger, and that this is how like he was gonna be become the Blissfield Butcher. Um, but no, it was just him, just like absolutely annihilating four teenagers, which is fantastic. It was great. <laughs> and like I said all of the deaths were, were absolutely brutal because it just puts you straight in there. It's like, okay, like you said, this we think this is gonna happen, and then next thing, bottle. Straight the into wine bottle throat. rolls down someone's throat. That was not a nice one. That wasn't a nice one. I did see him when he was walking around with all. There's a when he smashes the the wine, he drops it and it obviously smashed everywhere. And then instantly, my first thought was, oh, I bet that was really fucking expensive what he just dropped. And he even says that he's like, oh god, that's so expensive. Why did I just do that? But then he kept bending down and picking up, and I was like, someone's gonna be stood behind him. And then he did it like four times, and I was like, "Oh well, if it's not happened now, it's never going to happen." And then instantly, he just Hello. Like, <laughs> down the throat, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I see where we're going now." <laughs> oh, we're in it. We're in. Let's do it. Maria, Maria, here's the boy. Here comes the boy. Yeah, um, but I think on screen throughout the film, I think there's only six deaths that you see on screen which i think is pretty low i'm not sure would you say i don't know one two three four no i was like you can't more am i completely off like it? nine so there's the 
Oh yeah, you've got the boys. You've got the boys towards the end, haven't you? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I was, I was missing them out because I was saying you've got the four at the beginning. Um, yeah. You've got the popular girl, the teacher, and the three guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I was thinking he's trying real hard to stand up there. <laughs> but um, yeah, I am. Um, oh, hair down my face. Um. Yeah, I, I think it's a good setup. Again, like you said, it's very Jason, but it was also kind of very Scream, where the you know the parents turn up home, and it's it's like, again, it's a very like generic conversation that they're having that they see the car and they're like, oh, I bet she's got people around, and the dad's like, she better effing not have people around because, and then they turn around and she's just like impaled on a javelin, just on like, there, just like Casey is just in there, exactly. So I think I think that that was good because it is just like a, a you know a genuine conversation that a, you know parents would have when they see a car in the car way like oh better not better not and then obviously it's not very good but um the um the like the story of of Millie and her family that my only gripe is I kind of feel like I wish that there had been a bit more on the like building of that that family a bit more i feel like it was enough to like you know service the 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 film we just i feel like the sister had such a big character piece and we just didn't really know much about her other than she was a police officer that was literally about it yeah so obviously she was just kind of this quiet girl like this boy father obviously he's no longer with us he's gone Mm -hmm. mother's an alcoholic and sister like said he's just a police officer I don't think remember seeing a lot of police people in that uh, station either. I don't think it was literally just her. I don't know. It's obviously late on in the film. But... Yeah, there was just her, but it was because everybody was they'd all gone to the party yeah. to take yeah. the prom, the homecoming they were having. Back yeah. at, again, you know these themes to keep coming back. We talk about prom night, got another, got another homecoming, all these sorts of things. You've got to have these American, and it's a slasher. In an American high school. Exactly. Exactly. See. You see. see. Um, it fits in so nicely with our last episode. It's like I picked it on purpose. <laughs> Almost, yeah. I feel like we've got themes going on here. Um, look at us being consistent. Um, but no, what, what out of the, the sort of killings, what one was your favourite? My favourite one? Um... I can like have an idea of what it is, but I don't know if it's I love the, I love the bottle down the throat. Otherwise, besides that, it would be the teacher. Yeah, I knew you were going to say the teacher. I knew you were it's just great. Again, you don't see it as much, so do you? Like, obviously, the teacher, Alan Rook, Cameron from Ferris Bueller, right? Is that right? Am I thinking that right? He's not, is he? Yeah? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the guy yeah. from Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Cameron from First Bueller, yeah. And obviously he's just a dick throughout the film and then Oh, I hated him so much. I was like, <laughs> I can't wait for him to die. I know he's gonna die because he's such an idiot. Oh, I can't wait. <sighs> but I know we're we're jumping ahead a little bit, but we will go back. But that that scene when obviously to swap to swap bodies and Vince Vaughn in Catherine Newton's body in Millie's body is then obviously trying to kill him and it was just great to see the teacher fighting back and just kicking and going that's what you fucking get for messing with me <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that's great i mean 
teachers probably want to do that all the time. Just like, just kick him in the stomach whilst they're down. Just go, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, it, just, it was the, the absolute just like real life brutality of just, it was it was the one kick to immobilise and then it was just the extra like two just for good measure. Just like, mm. yeah. Mm. I I, uh, yeah, I didn't like him. <laughs> but this is the thing. I don't know why he hated her so much. I don't know why he hated her so much. Poor girl has just lost lost her dad. Like she's in she's in like a year anniversary of her dad passing. Granted, you know it's probably very annoying that she can't turn up to a class on time ever, um, which is like what he mentions to her. But I was just like, wow, just leave this damn girl. I don't know. I feel like I feel like on the time again. Yeah. Well, I I just. I had a, I don't know, I feel like I, I just really liked her as a character, Millie. Um, she barely spoke in the beginning. <laughs> and I feel like, I don't know, I kind of like, like, um, you know, just the way that she was quite quiet and she kind of just kind of went along with what everyone else said and things like that. I think I felt like I was like, oh yeah, I was a bit like that when I was that age. It and then she the just whole... had like this like sick glow up and I was like, yes. I was going to say that, but you loved her as soon as she wakes got a panic at the disco poster and a pitch perfect two poster you're like i love this woman <laughs> well yeah i mean i love panic at the disco i don't know how i feel about pretending to give brendan urie a kiss every morning because he's a bit he's a bit orky he like oh no he's not he's not the great greatest anymore but um yeah no i mean it was a choice but again like when i was that age that would have been me with my um you know if i'd had one I wasn't allowed many posters growing up. I had an Edward poster that always used to fall on my head at night. Always. As in, so... as in like Johnny Depp, Edward. No, Edward. As in like Edward Cullen from Twilight. Oh, fair enough. There's so many Edwards. You have to be a bit more. Edward Scissorhands? I don't know. I think Edward Scissorhands would make more my sense. Boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, so when I was 16, I had a picture of my, my current boyfriend <laughs> on my wall, obviously. Um, no. Um, but I. Um, I would it, that would have been me with like a like Mikey Way or like Jared Way like poster like kisses. But um I also love the fact that it's just pitch perfect two. What's wrong with pitch perfect one? Hey Steinfeld. Why couldn't that have been a fib? <laughs> Haley Steinfeld's in number two. That's all you need. Uh, I don't get wrong, I, I absolutely it? adore the first film, but I love Haley Steinfeld. The first one's great. Like, it's a fantastic film. The no, the soundtrack, okay. the soundtrack is far superior in the first film, but Hayley oh, Steinfeld yeah. is amazing. Mm, I'll take you out on that one. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take you word on that one. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of florals as well going on in that in that bedroom. Floral wallpaper, floral bedding. I did like that she had little sausage dogs on her pyjamas that matched the sausage dog that she used to walk past on the way to school. That I liked that. But um, I, those were sick pyjamas. I would like those pyjamas. You mean that sausage dog, that, it, what is he called? Um, is it, what's he called? I'm trying to think. Is it Mr. Williams? Mr. What was he called, the the guy with the dog? Like Wilkins or something like that. Yeah. I, I love your black wiener, Mr. Wilkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then the, the, the friend's like, why are you this way? Why have you got to be that way? So funny. And it's just like little things like that. Like, it's just very much like a, it's very much like a postcard suburbia kind of area is kind of what 
it it almost feels like the, that sort of like town that they live in is a little bit like Truman Show, you know, like very perfect and very typical of like what we see in media for these suburban areas. And then it's just got a random serial killer. Everyone's just going on their own days. Millie obviously is in the the butcher's like body at this point. She wanders out into the street, which I thought was a terrible idea. It's like, why is she doing this? She knows what she looks like. Why is she going out in public when everyone's looking for her? And then she go, and then obviously everyone's like, ah, get him, get him, it's the killer, OMG. <laughs> but just before, um, obviously she does enter the body, we've got the whole Millie meets the killer death scene. Uh, I say death scene because obviously they don't die, but you know. Um, so we introduced Millie and her two best friends, um, the gay best friend, the black best friend tropes. There you go. We'll come back to that a little bit later. And then you've got the whole love interest as well in Booker. Um, His last name is Strode, by the way. Did you notice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, like, there's, there's, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of stuff like um, thingy. I'm trying to think what I was going to say then. No, there's a lot like that the writer Michael Kennedy is a massive like horror fan and he says like this is like a love letter to horror so there's a lot of mm. different references to all different films like you said you got to scream at the beginning like you said you got strode um but yeah I'm pretty sure there's other ones that I'll I'll pick up on later maybe don't know if I can remember what it was but um yeah, that was it. Kessler. Like, obviously, he's American Werewolf in London. Their last name is Kessler. Mm. Millie Kessler. I can't see that. something else. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, most of the, like, the names are relating to other different horror stuff. Like, it's a Kessler Strode. So, I'm pretty sure a load of them uh, interact mm. that way. Um, with horror. But... Yeah, so she's a beaver, yeah, and she's doing a lot of dance. There you go, and then obviously her drunk mum can't pick her up, and then her phone yeah. dies. Classic. Classic. Um, who doesn't have a then, Who doesn't have a wild charger these days? Hmm? I don't. Terrible planning. <laughs> I do. I do. I make sure I can charge it every night, so it's on 100% before I go, and if I know it's going to die or if I know I'm going to be out for long, if I'm busy doing stuff, I'll just turn my phone off. And I'll turn it back on when I'm back with my phone. Like, say, for example, I'm going to watch a football match, I'll turn it off for 90 minutes. There's no point having my phone on. Nah, I've got too much anxiety for that. Mm-mm. <laughs> I had to, to turn my work emails off on my phone, because if I was on a day off, I had an email come through. I'd read it. That's bad. So I'd turn it off. I'd turn it off. Mental health. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, yeah, I mean, anyway, besides the point, irrelevant. So her phone dies. <laughs> her phone dies. And then, obviously, Vince Vaughn is there underneath the the lamp. The, the lamp. lamp. The street light. It's not a lamp. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a street lamp, yeah. A street lamp, yeah. Yeah, that's the right word. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, "Oh, please don't be the butcher," and then all of a sudden, yeah. 
you would say. I mean, if you're alone and you're just there on a bench, you'd be like, please don't be a serial killer. Okay. <laughs> Additionally, oh yeah, please, please don't. It's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, myself coming from a female point of view, there's so many times where I've been sat out in public and you can just see someone and you're like, they're going to come and talk to me. They're going to come talk to me. And you put your head, make sure your headphones are on and they come over and you're just like, don't talk to me. But no, yeah, exactly the same. But I think, um, again, I was kind of shouting at a mate for not staying. Obviously, the story needed them to leave because otherwise we wouldn't have the, the whole film of Freaky. But um, I, was just, I was just like, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't just leave her there on her own regardless. Like, you just wouldn't. They've literally had an Amber Alert come out on their phones to say, stay inside the, the butcher's about essentially and then they just left her and i was like Terrible. stay inside the butcher about i love that i think that's great stay inside the butcher about could you imagine that actually being like a notification that comes up on your phone and obviously we, we kind of live more in towards the uh, the real world so we don't really have to um deal specifically with with butchers um like that but yeah stay inside the butchers about i love it stay inside the butchers about stay inside the butchers about i was gonna say i was like i'm, so, I'm sure that's what i hear say. but no like yeah but again we wouldn't have the film of a friend had stayed and he stayed away from her so yeah but i mean you got that nice little chase where she's hiding under the bleachers and then obviously she... there's one thing that kind of annoys you about films it's like it happened in the opening scene and it happened in that one it's like oh i can see him yeah he's come past me he's um he hasn't seen me i think it's safe to come out now it's never safe to come out yeah i mean <laughs> the fact that especially in that first scene she literally because uh, uh, the minute she she's went in the location cupboard, <laughs> when she went into that that um that that cupboard, I was like, that's a that's like a Narnia wardrobe. I guarantee it's going to be like a Narnia wardrobe, and she's going to end up somewhere else. But then she just chose to come out of the safe area. I was like, why didn't you just go somewhere else in the house? That obviously connects to somewhere else. Panic room. Where's your Where's your phone? Everybody has a phone these days. Why have you not taken your phone in there? Yeah. Bad choices. But um. I think the bit into the bleachers was good because, again, another gripe of mine is people crying really loudly when they're meant to be, like, hiding. Mm-hmm. And she actually hid under there with, a, like, a hand over her mouth. And I was like, yes, bare minimum <laughs> of survival there. Thank you for doing that. So I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, obviously, during this, her sister has gone home to find her mum passed out no sign mm-hmm. of millie so she decides to go try and find her and this is the point where vince fawn uh, the butcher has got her stabs her right in the shoulder i mean if you're a serial killer you don't stab in the shoulder do you, you stab right in the heart i mean that's just serial killer 101. why would you kill someone why would you like stab someone in the shoulder well we already know that he likes like messing around with people like their heads yeah he's probably just trying to inflict as much pain as possible Possibly. But also, yeah. what a cracking time to have a sister as a police officer. Yeah. And, like I said, one stab, obviously, 
the the knife that he picked up from uh, the opening scene is all lighting up. There's weird stuff going on in the sky. He's all like, yes, stabs her. And he also gets a little stab in him as well. And then Sister Cop comes in and saves her, basically, and they get away. But as so they fall, because like you said, the, 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 the game, the film is freaky. And they swap bodies the next day with the butcher in Millie's body waking up, enjoying a beautiful breakfast of French toast. Did you love that bit? It's just there. <laughs> oh, is it pancake? Yeah. I can't remember what it is. It, 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 yeah, it was. Um, it was like bacon and like scrambled eggs. It wasn't. That wasn't the bit that I loved about that scene. The bit I loved was just her, just like menacingly, just like picking up the knife and just like wandering around the kitchen. Yeah. And then like, the mum takes the knife off of her and she's like, "Excuse me, <laughs> give me." Friend. And then she just, but then she's just like in this like. Dashound sausage dog pajama set. <laughs> just, just, just like, like, yeah. I just thought it was really funny. Yeah, for the one, um, the one thing that we were talking about, Mercedes and I want when, obviously, um, he decides to go to school. I say he now, obviously, in her body, he decides mm. to go to school, and then obviously has to dress the occasion, and obviously she's quite quiet and introvert she doesn't really have any sexy clothing so goes into the sister's room which i'm pretty sure the size difference is completely off but they fit so there you go and then he then goes to school i mean good fashion sense i mean i think for a butcher i mean it matches it looks nice but he also did the hair mm. i mean apparently that's pretty hard to do that hair how do you know how to do hair he's a butcher I mean, we don't know his prior life. <laughs> he just loves it. He's like, yeah, it's good, everything. I do Maybe he had I can't do plaits. <laughs> I mean, you have a daughter as well, so you should probably learn how to do plaits. Probably. Yeah, she does her own hair now. She goes to oh, well, yeah, She goes her own. But, um, yeah, that, I think that's the only slight grasp about that, because it's like, well, how do you know how to do the hair? Obviously, you've seen the way he lives. Well, yeah, but then you, you've seen the people that he kills. Maybe he's getting inspiration from those that he's killed, because he knows he knows obviously they're teenagers. That's how they dress. Maybe. Mm. But how does he know how Maybe to do the button? She's got a ponytail. Yeah, but is that how does he know? It's a, it's a pretty perfect ponytail. It Not is. It is a place. pretty perfect ponytail. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's just like. I mean, I've never been able to get that kind of ponytail, but then again, I am cursed with curly hair, so that just never happens. It's um, it's it's um, also makeup because mm -hmm. she puts makeup on as well as when she's like, yeah, lipstick, all that sort of stuff. I think it's good though because I think it kind of adds to this whole. We just said he's 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 calculated. It's not that he's just he's just like this like mindless vandal kind of like Jason-esque like we said before where he's like just killing for the sake of killing he is literally he's very calculated he knows what he's doing and he knows that whilst he's in this body he obviously doesn't know how to act like Millie because he doesn't know Millie she's barely what spoken two words to him other than screaming and to asking him no don't um but he's able to sort of like 
grasp that these clothes aren't really going to be cool enough. He wants to go make a scene. He knows mm. how to do it. Yeah. And then, obviously, we've spoke about the, the popular girl. Um, her death, she gets put in that uh, freezing chamber. And then Millie, I mean, runs to the girl's bathroom and takes a shower in Vince Vaughn's yeah. body. <laughs> yeah. That was that was the. Uh, <laughs> I think the the lead up obviously to that that scene as well is that we've had, um, obviously what we've watched the butcher in Millie's body wake up, get dressed, navigate through school, um, but also in the meantime we've just Millie who's in this like grown man's body. She doesn't know what she's doing. She barely knows what she's doing with her own body, so she never knows what she's doing with this guy's body. And then there's just this, this <laughs> when the the um she wakes up and she's kind of still trying to like work out where she is, and the guy comes up and asks him for drugs, and he's like, "How do I look to you?" And he's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Do I look like a five foot girl, blonde hair?" Do I look like a teenage he... girl? <laughs> and he's like, "I want to be a teenage girl. You have got drugs. You're lying to me." <laughs> But I, I also like it, it's just those typical things as well of like when you watch these like body swap like films. Um, I think one of the ones I watched when I was growing up is it's a boy girl thing yeah. with their like neighbours. Um, I remember my sister being particularly fond of that film. I, yeah, I was going to say we. I'm pretty sure we had it on DVD as well. But um, the thing as well with that is like there's the, there's like stumbling blocks but then like they end up getting just used to it all of a sudden i guess mainly because they're the same age and all that sort of stuff but like she's just like literally walking into branches because she forgets how tall she is now as the butcher <laughs> and i was like that that would be something i would do that is like hashtag relatable once again that's <laughs> think so i think you don't really have time to adapt because obviously this curse which they find out is only a 24-hour thing so yeah. there's not much time to obviously adapt or kind of get used to whatever it means i mean you've got the classic joke where she's peeing standing up as vince vaughn and it's, oh, it's so much easier i mean it is it's great um and then obviously you've got the gay best friend wanting to look at the penis another classic thing there it's just like oh <laughs> is everything so big it's the fact as well that she turns around while she's peeing and forgets and then just pees all over the floor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that must be something that comes part and parcel of having to pee stood up. Yeah, you, you've got you've got to have that aim. You've got to have that aim. You've got to have that concentration. Make sure you don't hit the seat or anywhere around that. Whereas when you sat down, you're just like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, done. Stand up. Um, but yeah, I mean, when he's it's, it's awkward like okay when millie and vince vaughn's body is then obviously yeah. trying to get um the friends to obviously be like it's me it's me like please and then they're just chasing and he's like you're black i'm gay we're we're screwed basically great line yeah. and then um obviously he's just there like frying panning him throwing chip like potato tots at him and kind of stuff yeah, as well. Carrot well. yeah. Like they'll do anything. Carrot sticks aren't gonna stop him, are they? <laughs> um and then they kinda like double teaming with pans and stuff and they get him down, but 
obviously does the whole little beaver dance which you saw earlier and then their little handshake which was alluded to earlier as well and they're all like oh my god this is amazing and then they carry on uh, through the school after they find the body and then they meet up with the butchering Millie's body and then it's the first time you properly see Millie talk well the butcher talk as Millie when she's all like, oh my god, no, it's the butcher. Ah, 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 help somebody. Which I think is just great. Because like I said, it was the first time she's properly spoke all film. Well, Catherine Newton spoke all film, shall we say. Mm. Um, and obviously that's the chasing shoes where the cops are chasing them. And they're like driving around and end up at the, um, the mall where Millie's mum works. And then you have that mm. nice moment where... They kind of have, when their relationship would just be fine if the mother and daughter talk, but obviously they are talking, but in a man's body, and they have that awkward moment there. <laughs> and then she tries to ask him out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh no, I don't want this to happen. And then I was like, how do you, how do you nicely say no? But it's just, I thought she's gonna be like, oh, I, I'm married straight, but no, she's instantly like, oh god, no. no. Oh god, no. Oh no. <laughs> oh god, no. And then she's like, oh, uh, I shouldn't have done that. I, I, that was totally inappropriate of me. Just, oh, I'm married. I can't. Oh, damn. I would have, but I'm married. What can I say? Yeah. Uh, again, it's just um, great. Because I think Vince Vaughn played the character of a teenage girl great Like throughout the whole film. Mm. Like the mannerisms that he had. And like I said, the way he spoke and stuff like that, which would be like what a teenage girl would probably say <laughs> when the mum's trying to ask somebody out in front of them. Or let alone them. Um, and then you've got the whole Aaron Rodgers face mask where they're like, because that doesn't look conspicuous at all. Where it's just like, yeah, wear this uh, American footballer quarterback's face. I mean, it looks like a normal face. You can just walk around fine. And um, I mean, to I, I was very much in the same vein as Millie in that one where I have no idea who that is. I don't know anything about sports. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL. I mean, you're the one that runs an NFL <laughs> podcast. I feel like you're like the best, uh, the best one out of the two of us to be knowing that knowledge. Yeah, obviously, Green Bay Packer quarterback legend, shall we say? But yeah, it's just a, a weird, a weird moment with that mask. I mean, it does look like Aaron Rodgers, um, which it should do if it's a mask about him. But there you go. Um, and then they kind of like devised a plan to say. Well, they find out about the knife, and it's like, okay, we need to, we need to find my body, stab him before midnight, so we can, we can sort everything back out again. That's kind of well, what the end of the plan is. I was just a little bit then of like, they find out that the um, it's like an ancient Aztec um, knife, but all the information on it is in Spanish, um, and then they find out that one of the friends is supposed to be like level three Spanish. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know any any Spanish. He's like, I don't listen in that class. To which they end up having to ask the actual teacher what it means. And she's like, you're you're in my class. You should know this. <laughs> and he's like, I, I don't know. But yeah, again, typical me, very relatable. Multiple lang- I am not multilingual at all in the slightest. Also, why was that teacher just like, yeah, totally. I'll tell you all about this murderous knife. 
you, any reason why you need to know about this knife? No? It's fun, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> Somebody yeah. wants to learn Spanish for a change. <laughs> I'll happily True. speak Spanish. <laughs> True. Um, I can't try and think what happens after. I think we, do we not focus on, do we not focus on? It goes really? after there towards, after, yeah. after they've escaped from the, um, the mall and avoid that the cops to check Instagram and find out Millie's at the mini golf center. Mm -hmm. And that's where we go to the mini golf center. <laughs> What's that face for? <laughs> in the best line in the film. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because I, the act just obviously like, she ends up going there with like the football team. So again, going back to our tropes thing of like the typical jock thinks he's God's gift and he's absolutely not god's gift and she puts him in his place and i just it was just so good because obviously like we said before we have this like this very shy quiet very you know nice millie um typical teenage girl um and, and then you've got this like new millie and it almost feels like the words are very foreign to come out of this like character's mouth and it's just yeah it's such a great payoff that that one bit i loved it yeah, obviously, um, that bit where obviously he's like, yeah, she she's hot. I'm gonna like have a, have my way with her, so to speak. Puts his hand on her bum, and then she leans in and just basically says, "Your touch makes this pussy drier than sandpaper." That's one of the greatest lines in cinema. If that doesn't go down on like a poster <laughs> or anything, like it's just amazing. I love that line, and again, it's one of those laugh out moments. <laughs> it's just like. What a line, and probably like what so many people want to say as well. If somebody just in a bar and somebody just touches you, and it's just like, you're not that hot, mate. <laughs> not that hot. <laughs> no thanks. And then yeah. obviously, like she like kind of skulks off, and as as the as the as dark Millie, as we will say, um, and uh, he's like, yeah, totally, totally wants me, totally after me. me. <laughs> she wants me. No, she don't. Well, the butcher doesn't, but um, but yeah. Also, that golf place, I want to go. Hmm. That was amazing. Get me there. Don't have There's a lot of stuff like that in America. If you ever go to like, um, I say, if you ever go to, if you ever watch um, like Karate Kid or Cobra Kai and stuff like that, they've got golf and stuff, which is exactly it's just like that. It's just like a massive mini golf area, and you've got like the arcades and stuff there as well. It's just a great place. Definitely want to go. It was more it's like kind of like, like, yeah, that the glow in the dark. Yet? We've got like the glowing Just dark, dark, glow in the dark bowling on like the third floor of MFA Bowl, where it was just all dark and glow in the dark. Oh bowling. my god, <laughs> yeah, MFA Bowl. Oh wow. Now I was thinking more of like junkyard golf in Manchester, hmm. like that. But um, yeah, no, I think it was. It's, it's like horror themed, is it not? The actual uh, like golf. No, thing. Well, they go into a haunted house kind yeah, of thing. That yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, that was it. But it's like inside. I was like, oh, sick. I want to go. Get me there. And then you've got the whole thing where Booker's kind of like, yeah, I like you too, but I'm not going to say anything. So obviously he goes looking after her. And yeah. then you've kind of got the chase yeah. of he's chasing her, but she's chasing him. But then Vince Vaughn is now coming in to chase her as well. So you've got, kind of got the free pathways of these characters around this maze mini golf place. Yeah. And that's just a great scene as well, because you've got the bit where I think it, 
Vince Vaughn. Is it Vince Vaughn? The character meets Booker and he's like, hello. Is that right? I can't remember now. I can't remember who meets who first. Knocks him out, doesn't he? Yeah. It, does he not? Does he not knock him out from behind? Because I yeah, think he stood to, yeah. to Millie, and then they end up knocking Booker out whilst they capture Dark Millie. Yeah. It's been over a week since I've watched it, my friends. Those kind of <laughs> little, little consistency bits are a bit gone. Yeah, and then I've got the whole um. Again, I love this scene as well. Oh, they've got her tied up at the house. Dark Millie tied up at yeah. the house. <laughs> And then Booker's just passed out on the on the chair, and he's just saying like, "Hey, love you," kind of thing, like looking after him. Um, and then you just got Dark Millie, just like, "Booker, look at me, Booker, help me, please, Booker, please, please." <laughs> and and this, then, is, this is like this one's like, "Booker, I really need you to like just chill <laughs> and focus on me right now." But that again, and we say we're laughing at it, but again, that's quite like a. A touching moment where she yeah, ends so, up like, because how would you? This is a question. If you were trapped in a different body, how would you let people know you're the real you? What would you do? What would you say? Is there anything that you do that would make people be like, ah, oh, yeah, that's Jeremy. <laughs> we know that's Jeremy. Probably start doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's Jeremy. That's definitely Jeremy. There. <laughs> I don't know actually. It's a strange. What would you do? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Probably, I'd probably start quoting TikToks. If I was trying to. Where's that by daylight? Where's that by daylight? Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. I, like, who do I mean? Like, oh, I don't even really mean anyone nowadays, but I'd be like, Dead by daylight. Um, TikToks. <laughs> the, the, the horror related things. Uh, uh, um, Quote Phil yeah. Warner. But it depends who you get it, mixed with. But this is the thing, and it also depends who you're trying to tell, because obviously you have different things with different people. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't. But this, yeah. But then obviously it's a very nice scene because Millie ends up being able to recite a well, Vince Vaughn Millie, um, ends up being able to recite a very nice poem. I had no context. Like I didn't know what was happening at that moment. I I got, I liked that there was no lead up to say like. What about the what about the poem and then go into poem? It was literally that Vince Vaughn just started saying this that poem before the film, the poem, yeah, yeah, because we we had no context to it, and so I was just kind of sat there like, what is he talking about? And I was like, maybe he sits next to her in like English or something, and I realised no, it's not. It's woodworks that they sit next to each other. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yeah, that was good. I maybe that's that. why the teacher hates him so much because he just recites poetry at the back of the class. <laughs> <laughs> She's not making no dog houses. She's writing poetry. <laughs> Yeah, and then, yeah, obviously he believes him, and then they're like, okay, we need to go to the police station to get the knife, but somebody's got to stay with Dark Millie. So, and then the mum comes home. <laughs> that is the bit I love. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, when he's trying to convince her, well, yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry I have to tell you this, mum, but I'm straight. And she's like, you're a lot of things in this world, but straight is definitely not one of them. <laughs> It's just little fingers. It's like, why is she tied up in the chair? We're role playing. Isn't that a straight like... game? <laughs> isn't that a sex game? It's like, yeah, I'm straight. No. No, but, no, you're not, honey. No, you're not. Yeah, and then eventually manages to escape and then chase him around with a knife a little bit. 
which is fun. Um, but then obviously she goes uh, to the party because Dark Millie want to kill some people. Um, so you've got this bit where they've gone to the party, whereas the the group of friends have gone to the police station. Obviously, Vince Vaughn can't go into the police station, so um, the best friends got to go in and got to find the knife. And then you've got this whole bit with um, Dark Million Booker in the car. I mean, you can just see your face just going, no, no. no. <laughs> it, really, like, it made me not, it made me uncomfortable purely for the age difference. That was what made me uncomfortable. But when, in reality, obviously the actor's like my age, he's like 26. He looks about 13 though. <laughs> so I was just a bit more, yeah, yeah Booker. Yeah. So I was just like, I don't know. And I could see it happening, but it's just like, Booker's like sat in the front seat and <laughs> just like talking around to her. And then he's like, can I come sit in the back? And then like, yeah, of course. And then she's like, just like flattening the hair, flattening the hair, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just like waiting <laughs> to get in. And I was like, oh no, this isn't happening. No, 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 no. It's such a weird scene, obviously. Um, Booker says, I always hoped it was you that wrote the poem. There's a nice little moment, which would have been really, really nice between the two characters. But obviously, Millie is in Vince Vaughn's body, and they're still yeah. having this really romantic scene. And then he still goes, I want to kiss you. Which I, mean, I think is lovely, because it's obviously, it's it's testament to that he, he likes Millie for who she is, not what she looks like, mm-hmm. which is really sweet. Um. I just wish it hadn't have been with a like forty odd year old. Especially character. somebody as the butcher who probably doesn't look after himself. Obviously, it probably stinks a little bit. Probably like, brush the teeth or anything like that. But stop it. But yeah, yeah they, they share it, a kiss. Yeah, they share a kiss, and then she's like, "Well, Vince Vaughn's like his literal hand, the size of." Booker's face. Well, they say that, don't they? Just like, yeah, maybe we should um, wait until your hand isn't the size of my face before we can uh, continue this moment. Obviously, while this is happening, uh, Millie's sister's come back into the police station and she catches her friend with the knife and's like, what the hell are you doing? Mm -hmm. And then you've got this whole moment between them and kind of Vince Vaughn coming in. And she's trying to be the hero, like, get on the ground, blah, 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 blah. Tried to get him in the cell. But Vince Vaughn, obviously, too powerful, overthrows her through the distraction and locks her in the cell. And he's all like, sorry, sorry. He's <laughs> like, we'll come back for you. There's just like a tiny, really quick line where she's like, well, where um, Vince Vaughn's like, um, I'm really sorry, I thought your hamster could swim. I didn't mean to throw it in the toilet. <laughs> And then, like, it'll all make sense later, I promise. Goodbye. <laughs> Just sort of leave the, like, at the police station. Yeah. And then we rejoin Dark Millie in the, the party with everybody's favourite sandpaper jock. And then, yeah, and decide to um, go into a private room, just the two of them. But it's not just the two of them, is it? Because as I can count, there's three of us. And you have three holes. Disgusting. I hate people. <laughs> I hate people. And the minute that scene came in, I was like, oh, 
because I just I thought as well I was like imagine if that wasn't like obviously we're looking at this in the context of it's like a, a grown man's mm-hmm. like mind in this teenage girl and I was just like that's disgusting I hate people and then obviously they all got the just desserts so it's fine so I was like woo rooting for him like you do it you do it Dark Millie <laughs> um yeah and I think um again I love that death um obviously sandpaper um takes a chainsaw to the testicles yep as he should as he should <laughs> and there is your three deaths there which I forgot earlier I mean I would have got there eventually obviously but well do you know what actually think about it there's four deaths around this time why because the jock who takes the 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 lad friend, the best friend, to one side because he's like, oh, I've seen oh, her. Yeah. She's through here, and then he gets like a, a he gets candy man. A hook in the eye. Straight in. Yeah. No messing about. Yeah, and then you have the confrontation between the Millies, where all stuff's going on, and. They finally get Dark Millie down, but it hits midnight. It's too late. It's too late. Nothing's going to happen. Maybe love doesn't conquer all, or maybe Vince Vaughn's just going to have a relationship with Booker now. Just in that body, it'll be great. They'll love it. In prison. Yeah, who knows? Why not? I mean, you've just seen millie kill loads of people i mean you could always convince him that your body swapped you never know and then vince vaughn could be happy with booker be a great relationship to take home to the parents and then um this is millie this is like a 16 year old girl in here i swear <laughs> oh my god i promise you i promise you um but obviously we had that line really early in the film um when the when the first at the um the table where it's just a throwaway line you think but obviously it saves the day where it basically goes pro tip um always put your clock five minutes ahead so you're never late and because i know it's... the watch is from booker isn't it yeah it's not it's not um it's not millie's watch it's it's booker's watch so it was already cut like five minutes early i was fist pumped in the air i was like yeah go on <laughs> Yes, I was like so happy. I was well buzzed for that. Yeah, and like I say, it was just a throwaway line that obviously most people would probably just forget and just like, oh shit, yeah. Because then obviously you remember that obviously after the the kind of flashback voice and stuff, and it's just like oh shit, yeah. And then they finally stab, and you think it's great, and then they swap bodies again instantaneously. May I add? I mean, last time you had to wait like a day or past midnight. But I assume well, you need to wait for hours, don't you? Yeah, it kind of came over just quite close to it, so I guess it made sense. Yeah, um, so they, they swap bodies, and obviously Vince Vaughn's still alive, gets t- for a little bit, um, but then gets finished off. Mm. Dead. End of film. Great. Love it. Put And then basically take him away, and girl Millie back to normal Millie now uh finally has the moment with Booker just like yeah should we check to see if your hand's smaller than my face yep cool all right let's make out a little bit and then the friends are just like yeah woo, which is all right (laughs) which you do anyway obviously that 
something that always happened, isn't it? It's just like, yeah, yeah, woo! <laughs> and you just got the um there. And then we found that's not the end of the film yet. I mean, there's still a little bit more to go. Just but to give you like a little right bit of again. extra. I mean, they always do say, like, especially in Scream, you've got that final moment where the killer just comes back for one final kill. I mean, you've got to always make sure they're dead. That's why you always shoot in the head. That's one thing I hate. Like, if you ever go after a serial killer, just shoot them in the head. Stop shooting people Double in the body. Time. You always shoot them in the head. Double That's time. what you do. So, Vince Vaughn wakes up in the ambulance. Is that hell out? Yeah. Well, he doesn't really wake up. He's kind of, like, inclined because the monitor just goes boop, and you think he's dead, but it's just detached. And you're like, oh shit, sequel time, sequel time, that's the end. Sequel. But no, there's still a little bit more to go. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's more. And then obviously you've got Millie back at home, cuddling her mum. They're all happy they've saved the relationship kind of thing. She's allowing her to go off to college or university, wherever she wants to go. And there's a weird noise coming from the corridor. Obviously, when Millie goes out, the doors open. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, I mean, no. he's got a good memory for all the being there for like a day. Managed to find his way back. you got to give him that. Like I said, he must be like proper smart. But, um, yeah, and he's back. And you have that nice bit where it's just, um, what is it he says? The one thing I learned from your body. Is that, it's like you're weak. You're yeah, a how, yeah, basically. You're you just you just berates her basically, and again, even though we'd heard Vince Vaughn talk through the whole film, that's the first time we hear him speak as a butcher, and it was so good because it was completely different to the whole way he'd been with like Millie playing mm. Millie like throughout it. Because I was instantly like, wow, this is a completely different character, and you can totally tell as well. Yeah. I loved that last scene. Yeah, and you've got the whole family kind of doing a Halloween moment. You've got the three. I say it's not free. Like in Halloween, it's three generations, isn't it? Where yeah. you've got Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, and her daughter, which I can't remember the actress's name, sorry. Um, and obviously they're doing it there. But with this one, you've got the two sisters and the mum fighting the butcher. And then you have that bit where she's just like, well, I remembered one thing from your body. You have balls. <laughs> she just kicked yeah. them straight in the balls. And then finally, um, Millie had the strength. She finally stood up and just gets that spike and straight into Vince Warren, into the butcher. And there's your 10th kill. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, to be fair, um, the uh, the whole thing of um, just having the strength to push that through someone. Wow. I couldn't yeah. do that. But yeah, no. I think I think in this situation, again, this is another thing of like, it's, she's Millie's technically a final girl, but she's not really a final girl because she's not had to go through most of the same trials and tribulations of other final girls. Mm. But um, I think she's very, I think she's a very good character. Um, like I said, it's nice that we did get that kind of like background on the family. So they kind of the whole thing of them coming back together is very like symbolic of them being a functioning unit once again. Um, but you know, Millie found herself. It's gross. She's she's got the boy, she's got a cool wardrobe, 
yeah. She's lived as a man. She knows it's better on the yeah. other side. She's literally been on, yeah, she's been on both sides of that coin. So that's basically the end of the film. Would you like to see a sequel? Would you like to see anything no. else in this universe? No. Standalone film, no. done. I think I think this would be very good as a standalone film. I don't think I don't You're not think going to be like have... another sequel of just this knife going to somebody else kind of thing. Like a Jumanji thing, throw it in the lake, it's like and it just gets found by someone no. else. I mean if he if 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 uh, if Christopher Landon ends up, you know, continuing making films like maybe a reference of like I don't know, like an, on like a TV, like a news report in the background of a scene where it's like the Blissfield butcher was found dead at this residence. Ugh. You know, just stuff like that. That kind of like reference. Take it in. a complete sequel? Absolutely not. I think I'm glad it's something that nowadays is kind of like it's stopped being as much. But, you know, through the, massively through the 2000s, 2010s, there was just remake after remake after remake. Just to dwell the box also... office, let's make another one. Exactly. And again, again, it happened in the 80s as well. Um, but, uh, horror is just really bad for it in general. We were saying just before pod- the podcast started as well, obviously, there's like, um, how many Jason films is there? Like, how many halloween films is there how many texas chains but there's so you're going many. into double figures for halloween and friday the 13th there's just no need there's just no need but it's because people want to see the content of those characters i don't think the blissfield butcher or this knife is strong enough uh, a a theme you know to, to carry that on it's like the baby face killer from like um happy death day it it stands out no, because the mask stands out for that. I don't think it could continue into a full season, series. But I know you were saying there's supposed to be a third one, isn't there? Of that. Happy Death Day 3 is supposed to be made, yeah. But, I mean, it does make sense with the way Happy Death Day 2 and how that ended, of where they could go with the third film. Mm. So, like, when you do eventually, if you decide to watch Happy Death Day to you, it does make sense of how there could be a third film. It does lead on to the possibility of another film. Um, and how it works but obviously you mentioned Happy Death Day was alright you won't watch you might not watch it again not for a long time would you watch Freaky again I actually would watch still, Freaky again I think... said, um, say your friend comes around it's like what, what, what do you want to watch and you can say Freaky you'd be like yeah okay yeah I mean yeah I absolutely would like I said I think um, um, oh, I've completely forgotten the name of the girl that plays Millie Catherine Newton Catherine Newton. I think Catherine Newton and Vince Vaughan both did really well with the whole flip of character. Because essentially, like you said, they're playing two characters each. They're not playing... You've got to get in that mind space of Millie as a character, and then you've also have that mind space of, of the Butcher. Um, and I think it's great. I think um, there's obviously, there's like reoccurring things. Main girl's blonde with these films, with Christopher Landon. Um, also, there's always a dead parent so far. What's that about? Hmm. Um, additionally, hmm. as well, there's not like a massive focus on um, like love interests, which I think is pretty good. Because I feel like they end up making like a really big thing on like, you know, like girl gets the boy at the end. It kind of just glosses over it with both of like, like these, like all these films so far from what I've hmm. seen, which I kind of like. Um, so yeah, I would watch it again. And I'd probably watch more of Christopher Landon. Maybe, maybe not. Happy death day to you. 
maybe, maybe. not. I mean, like I said, it does have a fun concept, Happy Death Day to you, uh, in relation to the first film and what they can do with the whole, um, obviously, franchise of Happy Death Day. Um, mm. But, I mean, we're at that moment now. What would you give it? How many pumpkins would you give Fariki 2020? I actually think I'd give it five, you know. Five I really liked it. Pumpkins. Is this our first five pointer? For me, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was literally thinking before that I probably would give it something really high, like a five. But it's like, can I give it a five? I don't know, but I mean, I really I mean, enjoy it. I'd happily watch it. Like I said, Catherine Newton's amazing. Vince Vaughn is amazing. The the characters, the background characters are really, really good. The jokes are funny. I'm, I'm not bored whilst I watch the film. Like, yeah. It's well I think played. It's well I've had to, like, if I think about it, focusing on it compared to the other marks I've given for the other films that we've done, I've kind of stayed around that, like, like four, four point five mark for a lot I of. I just them. don't want to be mean to anyone. <laughs> well, basically, yeah, but also for the same thing as like, I, if I thought that for those films, and I feel like I enjoyed this more than some of them, then I can't really give it the same or lower than that. So five, it's got to be five. This is a problem though because we've done out of five. If we've done out of ten, we could have had a bit more leeway, but because we've done out of five, we haven't. But that was our own fault. Might have to inflate it. in the future. But um, yes. just a, a quick thing about Christopher Landon. I don't know if you've watched any of his other films. Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Mm-mm. Paranormal Activity, the marked ones. That's the, like the Mexican spin-off from Paranormal Activity. And Burning Palms. So if you do want to watch any of Christopher Landon films, he's only done six. Burning Palms, Paranormal Activity, the marked ones. Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day to you and Hariki. Nice. So there you go, Hariki. we'll see if all of the other tropes will be the same in those other films as well. But mm. that brings that episode nicely towards an end. But before we do go, we kind of have to announce what we're going to do for the next episode. And yes. it is your turn to decide what is going to be the next film that we're going to be reviewing. And you've had the whole episode to think about what it is going to be. Have you made a decision? So something that we should probably also speak about on here is that um, our releases will now be just the review ones. So rather than it being every two weeks, the releases will be every four weeks now um, Mm -hmm. due to scheduling stuff. Uh, Jamie's a very busy boy. Um, But so for that, um, it it lines up in time. Uh, The new Candyman. The Let's new Candyman. Definitely going to go to cinema to see the new produced, uh, the new Jordan Peele produced Candyman. That's yes. what I was supposed to say. Candyman 2021 will be the next film we are going to review on the Bloody Brilliant podcast. I know how great you are. Like You absolutely love Candyman, so I'm sure you, you're very excited. You're not apprehensive about going to see it? or No, I think... I... It's because looking from the trailer, it looks completely different to an extent. So I'm kind of like trying to go in with it without any preconceptions. Because mm-hmm. if I just go in like, oh, this isn't Candyman, then I'm going to hate it. And that's not what I want to do. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we go, can you tell all of our listeners or watchers 
Where can they follow us? They can follow us on our Instagram um, at Bloody Brilliant Podcast. And we also have our Facebook page by the same name. Um, we also have YouTube. So if you want to find out when we're posting, click the bell um, and you shall find out. Um, but our schedules will go up on Instagram. Um, and also we have a link tree in there as well. So you can go on there and find out our other socials and where to find us. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for another episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you enjoyed the film Freaky as well. If you haven't watched it or hopefully we've talked enough about it that you do want to go watch it if you decided to just listen to this episode anyway. But thank you very much.